Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. As energy companies' profits continue to soar, much of the UK's population are unable to afford to heat their homes this Christmas. But with increasing numbers of London households being forced to eke out their heating rations after seemingly endless gas and electricity price hikes, campaigners are alerting households with prepayment meters. Claim and cash in your energy bills support scheme vouchers. In fact, despite the recent cold snap, still more than one million households with prepayment meters have not cashed in their monthly energy support vouchers. We'll hear more on how to do this shortly with Simon Francis, coordinator of the End Fuel Poverty Coalition. It comes after protests this month that saw activists unfurl a banner from Westminster Bridge to protest against the government over the fuel poverty crisis. It was part of the Warm This Winter campaign and campaigners gathered in Parliament Square. Here's one of the protesters, Barry Duckett. I'm a pensioner, same as my wife. We live together in a lovely little flat but the problem is we can't turn the eating on in the water because it's it's not cost effective you know if we do that then we've got to make a major decision whether or not we're going to eat the next day or you know whether we can afford it's balancing the books all the time that's the problem and this is ruth london founding member of fuel poverty action what we're seeing now is absolutely appalling there is no reason why people in this country should be freezing dying from cold or why people should be leaving their children hungry in order to pay the energy companies instead. Now we're joined on the line by the End Fuel Poverty Coalition's Simon Francis. Simon, what do people need to know about claiming what they're owed? Everyone is entitled to support from the government through the Energy Bill Support Scheme, and this is around £400 for every household. For many people who are on uh, direct debit, or who are on standard credit, they will get this applied directly to their bills or transferred directly to their bank account, and they don't need to take any action. For those who are on prepayment meters that are are smart meters, again, very little action needed. It will be applied directly to your smart meter. The problem really comes for people who are on traditional prepayment meters, where often they'll have to go and, and top up at a store or by text message. Um, to add more credit to their meter. And what the, the recent figures have shown is that there's a real problem in terms of the numbers of people uh, cashing their vouchers and redeeming them and getting the money to, that they're entitled to. So how come so many of these vouchers have gone unclaimed? There's a variety of reasons, really, as to why um, people may not have claimed them. First of all, they, they may not have opened the letter or they may not have opened the email. They may have been suspicious of the email that, or the text message that has come through because they weren't expecting it. And obviously, you know, we certainly 
certainly don't want people falling for scams. So that was probably a problem in terms of a design of the program itself. But obviously, you know, we would encourage people to, if they haven't had their voucher or they think they're missing out um, to speak to their energy firm. We know people are often worried about speaking to their energy firms and, and they may well be in debt to their energy firms. But this is money that is, they are entitled to. And the energy firms do want them to claim it as much as the government wants them to claim it as well. And could you tell us more about the deadline? The challenge is that um, the, the, the vouchers have uh, a shelf life of three months and the first vouchers were sent out around the 1st of October. So the deadline for cashing those vouchers is going to, is coming up on the 1st of January. So that's why there's such a kind of a drive at the moment, I suppose, to, to kind of get people to take this, this issue seriously and, and to check to see if they've had them. Because if they haven't had them, then they should definitely get in touch with their energy firm. If they've not had any, they should be able to get their voucher um, sent out to them in time. Obviously, if they've not had that and they've missed them, then obviously what we are saying to the government is given how many people are struggling at the moment and given how many people have not claimed their vouchers, we would urge the government to extend the voucher redemption period from three months to four months to give people a bit more time to cash those uh, vouchers and redeem the money. However, they will still be entitled to the other vouchers um, that may have, have also been sent and they haven't received. So again, it's phone your energy firm, check to see how they've sent your voucher and then go back and check to see if you've had it. What are you hearing from your colleagues about how people are coping this Christmas? The stories we're hearing from people, you know, right across the country and, and London is is on the front line of, of, of fuel poverty crisis in, in many ways. People in really dire situations, you know, older people who have been living in one room of their home for, for weeks now because they can only afford to heat one room. Again, people not having hot meals and people going to food banks and saying, um, I only want stuff that I can eat cold because they can't afford to put the cooker on to, to heat up a meal. You know, th- this is the reality of, of life in fuel poverty for, sadly, millions of people right up around the country. Let's go to the ads. Coming up, how communities can help their neighbours and the current situation in the capital. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Simon, could you give us a bit of uh, context about the intersection with the cost of living crisis? Absolutely. I mean, everyone's being squeezed from every single part of their wallet, you know, from what they pay in the shops, the food and the goods to what they're paying for their petrol to what they're paying for their heating and, and for their electricity. I think the, the problem with not 
than uh, putting on your heating is that you end up living in a cold, damp home. And if you live in a cold, damp home, then you're much, much more susceptible to, to illness. If you have a pre-existing health condition, especially a heart condition or a lung condition, it's made much worse. For people who are disabled, you know, examples of people not being able to charge their wheelchairs, so they can't get out, they can't get about, they can't use vital medical equipment because they just have, have run out of money to do that. And it's, you know, those sort of problems are storing up and are going to present themselves at the door of the NHS. The other challenge, I think, for families is, especially with, with kids, we know that living in a cold home, you know, harms your child's development. I think everyone will have experienced over the recent cold snap what it's like to try working or, or, or kind of studying or thinking in, in a cold environment. And it's really difficult. And if you kind of live in that sort of environment for weeks and, and months on end, then that will add up and it will take a toll on, on people's cold abilities and, and their development. What more can communities do to help people who are struggling at the moment? Well, we, we know that communities up and down the country are, are stepping in to help their neighbours. And we know that people are very concerned about the impact of fuel poverty on, on their communities. So clearly people are already donating to food banks. I would encourage people to continue to do that. There are also what's called fuel banks as well. So you can donate so that they will go out and then help people with um, prepayment meters specifically. But you can also just check on your neighbours, um, make sure they are staying warm, seeing if there's anything you can do to help them. I think that as the winter progresses, more and more um, heat banks, uh, you know, warm spaces are being set up. They all need volunteers. They also, potentially, if they're run by charities especially, will need help in terms of the running costs of keeping those going. So there's lots of ways that people can get involved, either through charities or directly in their own communities. What's the current picture in London? London has often seen some of the highest levels of, of fuel poverty uh, you know, this is going back decades. And whilst fuel poverty affects every part of, of the UK, there are parts of London that are particularly suffering from it. And I think there's particular types of housing that people find very difficult to keep warm. And, and some of the poorly insulated flats and houses in, in London are amongst those that have the highest levels of fuel poverty. But there's plenty of groups in London who are, are helping. There's people who are starting up community energy projects. So for instance, you know, uh, that means if you've, you've got a, a, a tower block, you can put some solar panels on the top of it that can help heat everyone and also return energy to the grid so there's things like that that are happening there's advice that's being provided by charities such as advice for renters working with people in brent to, to help them stay safe and warm uh, this winter but there's also a lot of campaigning going on uh, whether that's the, the tenants organizations or people like southwest london law centers they're out there advocating on behalf of people in fuel poverty every single day of the week when people's backs are against the wall they, they come out fighting and, and people in london are, are doing that and, and making sure that they're doing what they can to, to help those most in need. What more would you like to see the government do? There's a very clear political choice that the government can make. Um, if they close the investment loophole in the windfall tax, this is the windfall tax on energy firms' profits, it'd raise £22 billion. We need £14 billion to keep everyone warm this winter. That is a simple choice. They'd have money left over to then invest in energy efficiency and other longer-term measures as well. So it's a thing the government could do but chooses not to do. The other thing that the government can do is actually take steps to help those who most need it. Um, so, for instance, it could ban the forced transfer of people onto these more expensive prepayment meters. Um, there's now growing calls from charities, from MPs, even the energy industry, I think, is slowly coming around to the fact of realising that prepayment meters are not appropriate for people during the just cost of living crisis, especially for those who are the most vulnerable. And the government could ban the forced transfer on these by enforcing 
enforcing existing regulations and issuing updated advice to energy firms and to magistrates. Uh, it's failing to do so. It's been given three opportunities in the House of Commons in recent days to ban this, and they have not taken those opportunities. There's more news and features in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's the leader. We're back on Wednesday, the 28th of December at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.